Joppy in my headphones, Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and greats. The four for 26, so the war in Kuwait It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What? Good War Room family. You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm in the building with my brother, B. Austin. We got Jada and Styles this tonight because Jimmy, the blueprint, is down in Texas. Uh, and what the price is on that oil. But look, it's Sweet 16 time, and the NBA final stretch is in effect. It's getting real. World Room Sports football contributor Fred Purdue is going to join us to dish on the quarterback prospects and maybe one running back prospect from the upcoming NFL draft. Josh Griffin is going to join us in just a few minutes with a few investment tips on the Sweet 16. So settle in, keep it live right here. If you want to on the conversation, make sure you join us right now in the JW, the JW Realty chat room. I'm I'm tripping. The JW Philly Realty Chat. Got to get the name of the, you know, the sponsors correct. Got to got to pay them bills at blogtalkradio.com/slash/the-war-room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 15 to 20 minutes when we open up the Digital Exchange Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, three two three four zero 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 one two. One last thing. Getting started, make sure during the week when we're not live on the air that you check out archive episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and most other places where you consume fine podcast listening. What up, big man? This, it's been a crazy week. More school shootings, bombs, the president threatening to throw hands with former vice president. You know, <laughs> America so embarrassing at this point. America, America, up there, gonna say, hey, yeah, Team America was one of the greatest movies ever made. Yo, salute to whoever produced that. Uh, I'm praying for They're rolling over our great Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. He's down there in Texas. He stopped the Austin bomb. <laughs> You're down there too fracking soon, too soon. My bad, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stealing. Yeah, I'm tripping. Stealing oil. Um, nah, man, it's uh, it's crazy. They gonna let Lamar Jackson play uh play quarterback, or they gonna move him to athlete? <laughs> Just slash. He's gonna be slash part nine. Because people are acting like just because one person had the nickname, they haven't done it twenty more times since then. But yeah, he's gonna, he gonna be another slash. Um, yeah, but did you hear about your president basically calling out Joe Biden? You know, I mean, Joe Biden talks some some tough stuff stuff to him as well. But at some point, you have to realize the office that you 
Pie. One guy you can't get is the president. <laughs> one guy is not. Right. Yo, um, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I, well, at one point I was embarrassed. Now I just um, He's entertaining. Um, he's very entertaining. And he is everything in my estimation that this great country deserves. Um, I did hear also recently that the UN uh, weighed in on the reparations conversation yet again and said that um, America as a country owes reparations to uh, the descendants of African American slaves. Now, never mind what those people would do with that money and how they would blow it, but the mere fact that the UN has repeatedly called the U.S. to, to task on that is a beautiful thing. I don't know how that ties into Trump, but I just get the feeling that I don't Trump either, but support that. I get the comments, and, and Joe Biden uh, was on Access Hollywood, and no, I, I don't know where he was. Uh, I think he was talking about Trump's little comments from Access Hollywood. But wherever he was, I think he was on a speech at the University of Miami. You That's are breaking up, and Andy Toe is doing the show with us. Go ahead, brother. All right. So, uh, give me a sec. Man, you can have two. Um, um, I've heard Joe Biden talk tough in the past, um, so it doesn't surprise me at all that he would get into a back and forth. Um, he pretty with much Trump's role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with Trump, he pretty much knew his role when forty four was around. Um, so he didn't make too many waves, but he 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 was known to talk tough and 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 uh, and let let a little bit loose with the lips from time to time. But uh, it doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. He let the Scranton come out of it at that time. Yeah. So here, here's Down the again. here's the um, comments from both of them because you know we gotta move on and get to the show. But um, Joe Biden said they asked me would I like to debate this gentleman, and I said no. I said if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. So Trump got wind of this because, you know, he repeated this at the speech at the University of Miami. So <laughs> Trump goes on Twitter, Twitter fingers, says crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he's weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard, crying all the way. Don't threaten people, Joe. <laughs> this is embarrassing, man. Seriously. And, and on this one, I'm not going to just blame Donald Trump on this one. This is embarrassing when two high-ranking or, you know, one at one time was a high-ranking official in your country, and now the highest-ranking official in, in, in your country, they're going back and forth talking about how they're going to throw hands. And what would happen if they were to throw hands? Like this is embarrassing, man. Like this is <laughs> these people lead the country. Yo, I <laughs> <laughs> go down fast and hard and crying all the way. Yeah, man. Let's let's move on from these jokers, man. Oh my god. Let's move on from these jokers. All right. So let's get into some hot topics. Brought to you by my bookie. What's up, family? It's time to talk turkey. 
how much of it you can make investing with my bookie. Since March Madness is here, if you haven't checked them out, this is the best time to do so. Lay down some dough. Score big on college hoops while you still can. Join us and thousands of other online players investing at mybookie.ag. Again, mybookie.ag. You tired of getting the run around when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay We're going to get fast you your money. And without any hassles. You're wasting your time investing anywhere else. They even have in-game live investing so you can place investments. And, you know, we put investments in air quotes. You can place investments after tip-off, kick-off, face-off, whatever you are investing on. Join now, and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. But when you do, just make sure you use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M. Use the promo code WARROOM to activate this 50% offer. So visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. All right. Get your money so up. The, the, the Sweet 16 is here. And, of course, we just talked about investments. So we're going to talk with our investment pick guy. <laughs> and War Room Sports What steam writer Gus Griffin About what he's thinking About the Sweet 16 Gus what's going on you in the War Room good bro How y'all doing Pretty good How are Gus, you We're excited about All these right. stocks You're going to tell us to pick These stocks <laughs> Mutual Well fun. Gus started out the tournament last week with a two and five record, so this is nothing that he's not used to. He's used to climbing from behind, oh my you know, God. making it making it dramatic at the end, going on a nice little run to earn the trust oh. of the of the good people out there. So, uh, Gus, first first of all, give us a final four update. What's your final four looking like at this particular moment? Oh man, man, man! I uh, bracket Michiganers. Michigan State goes down, and what was my other one? I think I had either Arizona or, or Cincinnati with y'all. I don't know, but they, they both went down, so it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. <laughs> um, you know, hey, hey, man, uh, you know, hey, the, the the one solace for me on that is everybody else is on the same couch as I am. Yeah, it's it's, it's a hard life for for bracketologists. Um, this particular year, it seems like there's been more. Is it me, or has there been more upsets than than usual? Um, well, this year, a lot I mean, of teams. I, I think one thing. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's, I think this year there was no clear cut uh, dominant team. There was no Kentucky from a few right. years ago or whatever, you know. And so, I, and for one thing, I think I think this year was a reasonable expectation that you're going to have X amount of upsets. Um, in, in many cases, other than the Arizona one, in, in most of my situations last week, you know, the team won. They, didn't, they just didn't cover the split in, in most cases. And I did right. have a little earlier, but they were already on earlier in the day. So, you know, that's the way it goes. No doubt. No doubt. Gotcha. All right, so you, we're going to do uh, two games this week, and we're going to start with the 5C Kentucky. Uh, minus five versus the number nine C Kansas State. What's that look like for you? I'll take Kentucky, leave that five, and run for the bank. Um, here's the thing. Uh, Kansas State is a middle-of-the-pack team in a very good conference, and so they're, they're not the – you can't just walk by them. But the one thing I'll say, and this is going to be a bit controversial, of the power five conferences, you can make a case 
that John Calipari is the most underrated pure coach in that comp in the Power Five conference. Now, here's my case for that. Everybody, they don't give him credit for being a coach because he is a great recruiter. Hell, the Kentucky brand recruits on its own. But when you think about it, this guy never has a core together for more than two years. You get the one right. does, you know, and he he's chosen that path. So, you know, I'm not feeling sorry for him. But people don't realize they dropped out of the top 25 this year. And yet at the end of the year, they're playing their best basketball. It, you have to be able to coach. You can't just roll the ball out and get that to happen. This guy can coach. Um, they're playing their best basketball. Take that, lay that five, and run with it. Right, and people might try to use the excuse of the talent level, but pe- the people have to remember that the talent level, you know, most of the time for him are a bunch of freshmen. And they're freshmen, no, exactly. Right. And in the NCAA you can make, you can tournament, be- even though those guys are going to the NBA – one and dones in the NCAA tournament, it's always been an advantage to have some great upperclassmen on your team, you know, to balance things out with all the young talent exactly. that you have. And he still, you know, gets it done. So I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think he's a great I think he's a great coach because to your point, Gus man, we have seen very super talented teams across all the major sports crash and burn. So talent exactly. alone doesn't get you anywhere by itself. It does. So you're, it does. You're right. Alright, so the second game is another number five C Clemson plus five versus the number one C Kansas. Okay, um yeah, I, and I wouldn't be shocked if Clemson wins outright. Um and let me just say one thing about Kansas. This is a relatively weak number one Kansas seed, and it's because it's overall it's, it's a relatively weak season, weak um, um, year. Um, now, having said that, I wouldn't be shocked if ten years from now there is a consensus that Devontae Graham is a better pro than Trey Young. Just, just, just hold off on me. But mm-hmm. I love Devontae Graham, okay? And I'm not knocking Trey Young, but I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case. But Clemson has five guys averaging double figures. They may have the best starting five in the in the league. It drops off a bit. They, they, their bench isn't the greatest, but I just think this is set up really, really well for them, and I'm taking Clemson plus the five. All right, so that's the two for this week. Um, if you can get those two, we'll be up to four and five prior to the final four, and we'll see how it rolls out from there. So, Gus, we will talk to you next week. You know, we always appreciate it, good brother. Have a good week. You, Gus, I will, Gus, and, you I, can and I promise table. to do better. You can run the table. I promise to do better than the baseball guy. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. Gus Griffin, everybody. Right, War Room Sports investment picker. <laughs> he he helps you out on your investments and and look, like we said, man, if you know, you could take some of your investments and go to my bookie. M Y B O O K I E dot A G not dot com dot A G and make sure when you make hey, your initial investment and you know, when you make investments hey. from here on, just put the promo code War Room in there, you know, and they'll they'll match your initial investment by fifty percent. So check hey, that man. out, man. Make sure. To, <laughs> to Gus's credit, to Gus's credit. You know, we were far be it from us to ever give anyone any sort of investment advice. That is not what we do. Uh, we just entertain and inform. But, you know, 
when you lose, there could be a tax benefit. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't know whether it is. It could not be one, but it could be one. Just what know. I heard. Just what I heard. That's just what I heard. That's just what I heard. True. So God even when you lose, you might win. All right. I forgot to mention, man, for our listeners that are elsewhere around the country. Uh, like, what's up with you, B? Because you know you're down in the in the south now, so y'all not dealing with this uh, all these nor'easters that we're getting in spring. <laughs> I know you don't miss that <laughs> by not being up here anymore. Not even a little bit. Not even a little <laughs> bit. It's uh, it's kind of chilly down here. It's about 55 degrees, sunny, clear, blue skies. Not, you know, the usual sixty-eight it's, or seventy degrees down the, And it's forty-five 50, here, 57. so pretty much everybody who, you know, threw their back out uh, shoveling yesterday or dug into their wallets and paid a hustling young boy some money, which you know you don't really have too many of those these days. So when you find one, you're just so proud that you just go ahead and dig into your wallet and do what you got to do. I found me a hustler yesterday. True. Who didn't come to my yeah. house to, you know, he had to finish all of the other hustling he was doing. He didn't get to my house until nine o'clock, and 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 dealt with that monster of a driveway until midnight. So shout out to my youngin, <laughs> my 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 hustler. You know, he's high school. I don't know if I should be saying his name on national radio, but shout out to him. He knows who he is. Um, sure. So uh, we're about to go to somebody who. Never had these kind of problems. We're going to talk with Fred Perdue from down in the sunshine state of Florida about some quarterback prospects, maybe a running back prospect um, in the upcoming NFL draft. So we're going to get Fred on Fred the line a, right Fred now. Fred Perdue, what's Andrew going Brownlow. on, good brother? You're in the war room. What's going on, fellas, from Sunny 65? Ah, man, it's it's wow. great down here. It's great, man. It, it's forty five here though. So everybody who did go out there and tear their back up or spent a bunch of money getting somebody to do it, it was a kind of waste of money, kind of a waste of energy. Um, I don't I don't do the shoveling no more, man. I made a decision last year after I read a scary article. <laughs> I'm trying to preserve my heart because ex- exerting that kind of energy pushing a shovel or a snowblower. And freezing temperatures, not really good for your heart, not really good for the blood pressure. Ooh. So, you know, not that I'm setting somebody else up, but, you know, I pay somebody else to die. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's okay. I'll let you, I'll let you sounded, have that. That sounded I'll, terrible. I'll keep my, nah. I'll keep, I pay I'll somebody keep with hurricane. a younger heart, let's say that, hey, man. a younger heart. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, there's other ways to throw your back out <laughs> exercising <laughs> with, uh, in more favorable conditions. More yeah, but I, yeah, and that's all good because I'd rather throw my back out than throw my heart out. So, you know, hang on. I'll let you guys try and do snow. that. No I'll keep my hurricanes out here, man, any day of the week. <laughs> all right, so Fred, man, you know, draft is quickly approaching. Um, looks like Sam Darnold is going to be that guy. You know, the number one uh, pick potentially had his pro day the other day. What did you see? To, you know, give us give us the rundown on Sam Darnold. Talk to me. Sam Darnold, uh, we knew what we, we knew we wanted to see Sam Darnold, another USC quarterback. You know, USC quarterbacks, for whatever reason, get this 
this stigma because they 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 run a pro style offense and they're everything in the NFL wants and yet there's only been one that's really ever been. Then they come to the league. They come to the NFL and they say trash trudges. Minus Carson Palmer, who was never the same after injury, but pre injury Carson Palmer was on his way. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we had Mr. Butt Fumble himself, so uh, I don't even call him by his real name because yeah, you, after that, you don't you don't get your name. Then you, but, then you had the pretty boy, Matt Leinert, and then yeah, you got Barkley. Yeah, you can't get in anybody's yeah, starting lineup. Yeah, uh, he yeah. can't either. But, yeah. But Sam Donald's cut from a little bit of a different cloth. He's, he has the build. He has so the we, arm. So you think. <laughs> now, granted. I, I'm not endorsing this young man, but I, I will say what I saw from his pro day, I've heard comparisons of Andrew Luck. Not so fast. Fred, slow down. Fred, slow down. Fred said, Fred said all this good stuff I'm about to say, slow down. Don't, don't <laughs> Slow down. Uh, First of all, Fred, do you one, think, you know, because I know a lot of, you know, you hear a lot about Saquon Barkley. We'll get to him in a minute. You know, a lot of people thinking, yeah, oh, like he doesn't choices. even need he doesn't even need to participate in this pro day. Do you think Sam Darnold needed to participate? Do you think he had the number one spot locked up prior to that, or do you think he needed to be out there showing himself at every opportunity he got? He needed to do this because when you don't throw at the combine, and, and, and I hate the the idea that. And most fans say, oh, he didn't throw at the combine. There's something wrong. No, not necessarily. As a quarterback, quarterbacks like comfortable conditions, whether it's like Teddy Bridgewater, they like gloves, or certain quarterbacks, they, they like certain receivers. receivers certain quarterbacks right. need certain play calls to be comfortable, a la say, Joe Montana in a West Coast offense, short throws, timing routes. Some guys like Ben Roethlisberger, they want big throws down the field, lots of yardage, lots of touchdowns, big play offenses. Sam Darnold is the kind of guy that I, when you saw him, you see the build, great. We know you didn't throw at the combine, so you need this to solidify if we are going to take you with the number one overall pick. We are the t- and, and when I say we, I, I'm, I'm putting on my GM hat. No, yeah, for no, the Cleveland. Uh, we understand. Uh, we know. No, no, let's not get. <laughs> we know you didn't. We know you didn't trade your fandom to Cleveland. Nobody would. No, do no, that. no, 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 no. Siberia. <laughs> not. No, no, no. We understand uh, what you were doing. What you were doing. But when we when we want Sam Darnold, we need certain boxes checked. Can he can he read a, a playbook? Not everybody can read a playbook. Not everybody can just get on the board Shout out to and Donovan. understand what's going. <laughs> not everyone can handle. Not, not every quarterback we see in college, especially now, can handle under center snaps. We need to see can he get his eyes down, get them back up. Yeah, exactly. So when I see Sam Darnold making every throw throughout this process after missing the combine and doing all the drills but saying, no, I'm not going to throw, okay, cool. Um, And it started to rain, and and it just seemed like everything was falling into place. Um, Yeah, he made some some, some, – he struggled slightly early, but then when it just seemed to rain, he got comfortable. And we always say, well, he's playing in a different climate. He's going from – Southern Cal, where it's 65, 70 degrees and sunny, and now you're going to Siberia, I mean Cleveland, where it's going to be wet, <laughs> rainy, snowy. It's going to be every kind of condition but sunny. You want to see him handle the football 
in adverse conditions. Well, this is the best way you can do it. Uh, I guess Jordan Palmer didn't inherit the, the physical tools, but he inherited the coaching ability, and he put Sam Darnold in a great position to succeed by showing off his, his talents in the ring. What a perfect scenario. Every throw was on what, point. Uh, was... <laughs> what, what, what is it that stands out to you about Sam Darnold uh, specifically in the context of transferability to the NFL. What are we going to see from Sam Darnold in the league? Sam Darnold, we, we need that leadership, not just by example, but some guys need to lead. Um, being able to communicate his ability to uh, fit. So he got a big mouth. Yeah, he might, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even despite having this look on his face like he's just mad at the world at all times, Sam Darnold is a nice is a is a very good communicator. He knows the game. He he has the IQ. Not football, especially at the quarterback position, is a mental position. It's not all physical. Um, the biggest arm guys, Josh Allen, aren't always the best guys when it comes Shout to, out to Donovan. going in the hook. <laughs> uh, but when I see Sam Darnold, I you can put all of the factors you need into being a quarterback into be into a Sam Darnold and say he can be as closest to a complete quarterback in this class as you're going to get. So he's and a heady, he a little he's bit a heady of, player. Exactly, and <laughs> he's scrappy. He, and he and for me, when I see. He can, he has touch. The one one thing I never see in many quarterbacks: Lamar Jackson, uh, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. They don't have touch. Now I'm not messing with Josh Rosen. Because Shout out to Cam Newton. Oh, shots fired. Hey B, you know the only thing now when you when we fire shots at Donovan, we don't got to hear people talking about y'all ungrateful. Donovan gave y'all the best. Years the Eagles ever had. Yeah, we passed that now. <laughs> Super Bowl champions, bitch. Yo, I hope, I hope that somehow Dev opened this can of worms on you, Fred. So it's his fault. I hope somehow this Super Bowl leads <laughs> to dude never getting near Canton, Ohio. I hope that this, that's somehow a part of the result. <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, it's the slander. I, I mean. I agree with you, but um, you know the slander—it's real. But uh, when I when I look oh, at Sam Donald throughout that throughout the pro day, and, and and I have to say this, pro days are the most overreacted event of any quarterback's life because they're controlled snaps, no pass rush, certain t-shirt, and, or certain shorts. And the thing is, you you literally have nothing. Everything is in your control, so you have to take that into context. But when he's making throws down the field, we saw his arm strength. We saw his his accuracy, even in the rain. And for a, a quarterback, a lot of times in adverse conditions, and they do happen. Yeah, accuracy, accuracy. down the field. Shout accuracy out. down no the shout field. No shout-out to Donovan. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know, Carson Wentz ain't coming back this year. You still got Nick. Never mind, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, I'm cool. I'm going to leave that alone. He better than Donovan, too. <laughs> he just might be, but uh, for me, when I saw the accuracy oh, yeah, down the field on the move on, on top up. of all of this, I, I really thought that Sam Darnold may have solidified that number one pick, mainly because he doesn't come with the off-field stuff that a Baker Mayfield may get, 
or the things that the NFL, we all know what the NFL doesn't like when it comes to being a, a, a guy like a Colin Kaepernick. And Josh Rosen can can have those type mm-hmm. of qualities because he speaks out. The NFL don't like that. So, yeah, but he got the connection. He got the complexion for yeah. the connection. So he, he, he can probably run off at the mouth a little bit more. Even though, you know, it, it is a time they might, they might, they might give us him. They might, you know, make an example out of him, just to say it's even, you know. So and yeah. with all the of, score, all the, of the, the score would now be like four hundred and sixty to one. But so, <laughs> <laughs> with all of these great things I've said about about Sam Darnold, I still think he needs to sit wherever he goes. No quarterback in this class should start day one. Um, well, that's, again, what it, that's, what it, that's what it looks like the case may be, um, Fred, you know, because everybody's was a little puzzled with, you know, the, the Tyrod Taylor thing. So I'm thinking with Tyrod Taylor, that could be the very, that could be the most of what they're thinking. Like, okay, we, we pick up Tyrod Taylor. He plays in front of our rookie for one year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're Cleveland. We do this right for a change. And just don't throw him out into the fire with a team that isn't proven yet. Maybe if they you know Tyrod and the team can improve, and then you throw your your franchise young quarterback in the next year, you know he he may not be so shell shocked. And Cleveland can actually improve for once instead of just being predicted by everyone to improve, and it never happens. So. That's how and I see, see it for going me, For me, I'm going along the lines of how I did last year with the Giants. It looks – all these signings, Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, it all sounds great. By the way, Joe Thomas just retired. You might want to fill that hole before we talk about uh, three wins, three to four wins is kind of right now before I, before we ever get to the draft or anything. Is where my is my man. My they got stick. they got Tyrod Taylor. We don't need Joe Thomas to block the Tyrod. Tyrod gonna get on the court. <laughs> you know, I, I Dude, mean, everyone's crazy though. Everyone's excited. They're excited. They're really excited about. It. I mean, they got Carlos Hyde. They got Tyler Tyrod Taylor. They have uh, Carlos Landry. They're ready to go. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hey Fred, mm. you, know, you know what? Joe I'm, Thomas, Joe I'm, Thomas good, thought Tyrod was such a bum, he forced him into retirement. I ain't playing with this dude. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Like, on, I ain't playing with this yo. dude. Yo, All right. it's funny that you say that, Dev. It's funny you say that because they said that that Joe Thomas was actually positive about next season. I don't know how true that is, but they, <laughs> he saw the signing and was like, "Yo, nah, I'm out." Yo. No, he Joe out, Thomas was really recruiting. Kirk Cousins, really, he was going hard recruiting. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, yeah, right? yeah. I saw him drawn on yeah. social media a couple of times. Um, he did. He talked about him in interviews. He really wanted Kirk Cousins to come there. I guess Tyrod instead of Kirk, he wasn't feeling that. Fred, real quick, because I know we want to um, talk for a minute, a quick minute about Saquon Barkley. Um, I got some questions for you, one from the chat room from Skyview Kev, kind of, off topic, because we weren't really talking this position today, but just in case you could answer, he said, who are the number one cornerbacks in the draft? Top corner for me is Denzel Ward um, from Ohio State. He's the, he was the guy mm-hmm. on the other side of Marshawn Lattimore a year ago when coming out of Ohio State, and he's gonna he may just be a little bit better. Um, for me, when I – Better? Quarterback class is, yes, yes. 
Ohio State is loaded, and by the way, they have players you guys haven't heard about yet. And we'll probably we'll get to that once the college football season is coming around. But they got a they got a couple of good ones still, um, and it's not just in the secondary. Urban Meyer has a, a factory of of athletes up in Columbus. So, um, but Denzel Ward is, is clearly the number one corner, and he could easily go top five. He's the one guy no one okay. All right, so Saquon Barkley, um, do you think, because I heard a lot of people say this, do you agree that he had nothing to gain with a pro day? Uh, this, was a, this one for me, you can always gain something from a pro day because you can, whenever you, it's, in, it's, it's like a job interview. It's the, it's the second part of the job interview when they call you back for that second interview. That's what pro day is. They, we want to confirm numbers. We want to get you in front of coaches. By the way, Bill Belichick's walking around, and he doesn't have a, a torn-up hoodie. He actually looks like a professional. So <laughs> who knows what that means. Who knows what that means. But um, as long as you're not doing anything that can get you injured or injuring yourself in a pro well, day, you know. He has. You can, I mean, not in a pro day, but he's just in his regular life. You know, he's got a white girl pregnant. He's busy. That Ooh, he, he, uh, he's out here, he's out here running around long. eating. I was trying to leave that you long. can get yourself injured. He's he out here eating pork. <laughs> he out here eating pork. Hey, you can get yourself injured if the wrong people are close by that don't like that kind of thing. Uh, I don't okay. want you know. Okay. There's people out there that what? don't like that kind of thing, but you know maybe he yeah, gets a pass. I, I, I do. He Saquon I know, Barkley. I know. But that's dangerous. When I don't think Saquon Barkley has much more to gain. Honestly, he's going through the process. Uh, which is the NFL draft process. You go through the combine, you go through the interviews, you do your pro day. You, If you don't want to run a 40 again, you don't have to. If you want to run a 40, right. you can. The one thing about oh, I would, Saquon Barkley. He's already that, proven himself in the 40. I'm not ever running a 40 again. <laughs> after that. Um, for me, when I look at him, I don't want He's not the number one overall pick. I don't know why anyone ever entertained that. I would never draft a running back in the top five, much less in the first round. We can forget I, all GMs. Take my advice. You can pay me later, but uh, and, and the number everything shows it. When remind me the last first round running back you've seen that won won you a Super Bowl? I'll mm-hmm. wait. I'll, I'll wait on that. But uh, I don't know. Not even OJ. Exactly. Like, let me start. Start really thinking about it. Start really. OJ gonna give Saquon some advice. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh oh. Look, Tobias is in the uh, War Room Sports Game Time group, and he said, I said months ago, Saquon Barkley is Reggie Bush 2.0. I'll pass. He said, by the way, if Eli's last name was Jenkins and not Manning, they would have cut his ass three years ago. Um, What do you think about that? I mean, do you think Saquon is going to be a New York Giant? Do you think the Giants are going to trade out of that spot? Do you think the Giants should do what I think they should do, which is – Go ahead and draft you a young quarterback because Eli is on his last leg. Um, I, mean, I know there's a different coaching regime than there was last year, but, you know, that coach who they were so happy to be together and Eli helped him get the head coaching position because of what they could do together on the offense, that coach ruined his streak for no damn reason. So, you know, the writing was a little bit on the wall. They put him back in after they fired this coach. There has to be a feeling um, around the New York Giants organization like we have to start 
working on this contingency plan for when Eli is either gone, retired, or or whatever. So do you, what do you think the Giants are going to do? You think Saquon's going to be a Giant? Uh, the Giants, their their moves have really got me going in different directions because as of last year, they drafted a quarterback. The blowback from that was really bad, especially after you bench Eli and and Geno Smith, Davis Webb. I'm not really impressed. But Eli, it seems like they're trying their one and two, and then they get rid of JPP. So it's like, what are you? What are you doing? Because you're holding on to this two spot like you want to draft a quarterback, but then you get rid of your best defender on the defensive line where we know all the action happens, all your your your, your big plays happen. Because if you don't have a quarterback, you better be getting after the other team. And, well, no one else on that D-line yeah. is getting after anybody. So are you drafting yeah. – are you setting yourself up to draft, draft Bradley Chubb? Because you don't have an offensive line to protect Saquon Barkley for him to be an effective running back. By the way, he doesn't run mm. between tackles, so good luck. Good luck with that. I was saying, run between tackles and tackles. Yeah. So, so J- what, J- we, what JPP, are we doing? The questions you're asking, JPP cannot put his finger on it, man. So I'm not sure. <laughs> you got bars yeah. today. You have. Bars. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. I like it. I like but it. But to, to actually answer the question, I think the, I think they're still. I think the Giants will probably go with a, a defensive lineman in this situation or trade out. The best option would be trade Me out too. because at, at at best. You get more picks, and if you're going to rebuild, what's the best way to do it? You go through the draft, you let, let me, let me ask, and you get more picks. Let me ask both of you gentlemen. Let me ask both of you gentlemen a question, and and it's just devil's advocate to what what Dev just said about Eli, right? So, the New York Football Giants invested negative six dollars into their offensive line. Every single <laughs> skill position player. Um, at the receiver spot was injured seriously, it seemed. And the tight end that's so heralded, I think he, he was he was hurt as well. And they were depending on a Patriot like running back core, which doesn't work for anybody but the Patriots. So Oh and by the way they lost around the Eli and free agency. Oh, you well, said they what? Yeah. You said they hadn't picked they up lost, one? They lost their two best. Uh, they lost their two best, best offensive linemen. So. Did they have best? Did well, they have not, best as in B E S T offensive linemen at all on the roster? Is, best is relative. Justin Pugh, Justin Pugh is a capable lineman. Western Richburg is a capable lineman, but you're, you're talking a center and if a guard you, here. You're not talking a tackle. My my question. My question. Wait, A B, real quick though. Let me tell Fred one thing. Talent. When you say best mm-hmm. offensive lineman and you're talking about the New York Giants, this is how you respond to that. They hard to be in here, but still. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't not, not hard to be. Hang on. Is Eli really is Eli, Eli really washed up, or if you put the talent around him, is he still a starter in this league? If he's in Jacksonville, uh, put it this way. If he's in Jacksonville, I mean, he's still a starter. I mean, um, there's not. If know, he's in Jacksonville, he's probably better throwing, than Eli Manning. Twenty, you know, he's still throwing 15 picks a season, but I mean, it won't look as bad. But his touchdowns might go up to 35. I don't know. <laughs> 30, 
Yeah, I mean, he'll have a little extra time to throw that interception that you don't want him to throw, and you'll blame it on the line. Yo, 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 wait. But is Fred's hate really based on Eli, or is it because Eli walked in and took Tom Brady's big piece of chicken? Like, is that what it is? is, or is, is it? <laughs> it I'll never forgive personal, Eli for that one. I'll, the second yeah, exactly. one I went to, Eli man, I, I ain't no bum, with. man. But, Eli's not a bum, but he also throws about 15 to 18 picks a season. So, And they're all oh, good. He's just, he's just a sharer. That's all. Sharing is caring. <laughs> he cares about people. <laughs> that's all that is. In your division, that's great. In my, for me, it doesn't help me much. <laughs> right. He didn't throw it when it mattered the most. Or at least Asante Sanders. Hey, Fred, so it mattered the most. as we get closer and closer to this draft, you know, we're going to have you on here. Bust it up with you. Um, we're gonna take since the you know since the network is is down much longer than we thought. Uh, Fred and I are gonna take some of our antics to uh, War Room Sports TV and and do some stuff on the YouTube page. Be Austin, whenever you're free, you're welcome to join us. We can talk a little uh, football um, in that capacity until the the network is back up and running. But Fred, until then, you know, you know, you got your spot, your segment True. every week, whenever you want it. So we'll probably, most likely, talk to you next week, good brother. All right, fellas, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, All right, no doubt. Fred Purdue, everybody, War Room Sports football contributor, college and Fred. NFL. And be- before leave, we uh, uh, leave Saquon Barkley's girlfriend's cousins alone, man. <laughs> before we. Rock on. We're going to go to the phone lines. I see we got the homie Tobias calling in. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? You're in the war room. What's, Roll damn tight. Hey, what's going on? Hey, the ref screwed Alabama against Villanova last week. All right, man, we got obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> we got obliterated. So, so, so it's not... It's not a roll damn tide today. It's tide got rolled. <laughs> hey, it's all about it's all about spring practice right now. <laughs> I, I was talking to Tobias on there in the in the group. <laughs> Tobias was like, "Man, tell him to schedule us in football though." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but I gotta be like a couple quick things, guys. to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know I'll say these couple quick things first. Kyrie asked Saquon about, hey, your girl got any friends? Hook me up. Uh, you know, Zeke Elliott, too. We know Zeke Elliott's going to be at the wedding. Told him you and your girl can come on through to the next boat party. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. We know Zeke's going to be there. But here's a couple oh, yeah. things. One, I'm actually happy, you know, Tampa did trade for uh, JPP. You know, hey, he got eight and a half sacks in one hand. And, you know, they, they had to do something. <laughs> They had hey, on that the guy other, got more sacks well, in one hand than a defensive end with two hands. On, no, on, like as soon as I saw one, that, I on, thought on about one, you. Like, oh, go ahead, B. I'm sorry. I was gonna say on one hand I can agree with that, but on the other, you see what it I just, did. I, um, I don't really. It think, don't, it, I don't. It don't, it, I don't on really the other, it just don't add up. <laughs> you, know, you know the problem is actually what happens is. When, when, when you when you have no other option and you go to the grocery store hungry, that's what happens. Um, yeah, you buy you, you buy know. junk. <laughs> yeah, you and buy so, junk. But, but, but the sad part is he got more sacks last year with one hand than all the defensive ends combined last year, and that's sad. Yeah. No, that that's <laughs> impressive. Like when I told you, as soon as as soon as I saw it happen, 
I thought about you because you were talking about how your your team wasn't giving any effort. I, you know, JPP, his name doesn't ring bells like it used to, but I still think that's a pretty good pickup um, because, like you said, it's an improvement one, one hand, one over hand everything still watches the other. Yeah, yeah. One hand still watches the other. That, you know, eight sacks is impressive <laughs> for a dude who can't grab jerseys. Like, that's impressive, hey. yo. Hey, Dr. Claw, hey, I talk about Dr. Claw from Respect the Gadget. You know, that one hand. But, uh, you know, the thing is, though, also, it's like this draft real quick. What in the hell are New York Giants doing? You have to draft a quarterback. What has yeah. Eli Manning done to the Super Bowl for them to be caping for him like this? This dude, I'm like, this dude has sucked for like six years, and they still waiting to be good. He was always yeah. all right. He was never great. I'm, but my thing is this, you know, because quarterbacks, you know, good quarterbacks can go until they're very old. And I think Eli could be effective if your team was in a circumstance where, oh, man, everything's tough. Everybody that was hurt last year is healthy, and the offensive line is one more piece away. All we need is a, a left guard or a right tackle. And then you go with that pick and you draft that person. Then I can see that. But at this point, and I'm, I've always been an Eli apologist. I'm an Eli supporter. I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for, but even I can see that it's time. You know what I'm saying? Even if Eli's going to be there for another year or two, he should be there tutoring the next person, especially while they have a draft pick this high. You know, the Giants aren't garbage every year, so this could be their only opportunity They're not to be in the mix you know, this high, yeah, right. They're not Cleveland where you know, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get another shot at it next year. We we didn't get Carson Wentz, we didn't get Deshaun Watson, we we're gonna get another shot at this. It's the cool. Giants aren't in that it's position. Cool. Don't worry so they about need it. to they need to strike while the iron is hot, but hey, if they go it's get hard. their running back, whatever. It's hard it's hard to be in that position. Cause like for instance, Tampa went I, five I and eleven and they're picking seven. So right. you have to really be god awful to pick one and two, but you also have to hope it's a good quarterback draft. Also, but there's been some drafts where you're number one overall and you start taking Eric Fisher number one overall. I'm, I'm you right, know? right. I'm See, with, but that's the thing. I'm, this I'm this isn't with. that draft. Next year might be that draft, so they don't want to you awful. know rest on their laurels like oh we'll wait till next year. You might not want to do that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't I don't want to. I'm I'm kind of with Dev in terms of Eli. Like, I think he gets a bad rap because when a quarterback can't run, which Eli – Eli right now is slower than Peyton is, and we ain't even seen Peyton in years. But if, <laughs> if he can't too. move, you you got to get the ball out quickly. You got to get the ball out quickly if you can't run and your line sucks. But who are you throwing the ball to? Who is there to throw the rock to? Juicy booty. So it's like he gets a – well, no, now. Nah, but he's booty, talking about when all the dudes got hurt. <laughs> yeah, and even he's going to hold out. He's looking, he's looking to be the highest paid receiver who's ever lived. I've got a question for you, gentlemen, though. So, so we don't know how that's going to work out. One, am I the only one that thinks the Giants be a damn fool to get him or Odell all that money? Nah. Is it because I, I of, I'm, I'm the you, wrong you're person. talking on performance I'm the wrong or you're talking on ask. the fact that he's risky off the field? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, performance-wise, performance wise, he has yeah. a case of being of why he should be the, the highest paid receiver in the league. But then you have to factor in other things like, dude, are you going to be available for us? And we're not even talking about injury. Are you going to be available for us? Because you seem to just been getting in a lot of stuff lately. So 
Yeah. But he has a case as I'm a the player. Wrong, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask the bias because I'm biased. I'm one of these people that believes there's only like four or five guys that actually deserve that type of bread. And so well, I don't believe that he's top three at the position. So I don't oh. even think we should have the conversation. Like from a talent standpoint, talent, talent, he can end up being, he has the talent to be the best to ever do it. But actual application on the field, which we have to factor in performance, we have to factor in health, we have to factor in availability. I'm, obsession. I'm not, he don't seem you know, obsessed. He don't seem obsessed. Yeah, he, he's concerned. You got to be a weirdo he, 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 and, to get that that's kind a of great, That's a great, that's to be a a great point. That, that's Weir, a, that's weirdos a don't party point. as no, no, much no. as he does. Not, not star. Yeah. Not star because he's already you be a weirdo. But there's a level of obsession, and, and we're drawing, and I know when you say that, Dev, you're drawing directly from two people, Jordan and Kobe. And those Kobe. dudes, <laughs> Weirdos, and, and, maybe, and, maybe, and maybe Jerry Rice, like those guys were actually sick in the head, obsessed with their craft. They weren't concerned about their brand. Football well, Jerry doesn't. Jerry doesn't sit Odell down to does. eat, uh, B. Jerry is so obsessed, he wears his chicken on his <laughs> face mask. So he's definitely a weirdo. Yeah, he's he's eating chicken while playing while working out. So, like Odell is like, yeah, I want to be a great football player, but I'm not that concerned with being the greatest. As long as I can make it to great, it enhances my brand. I'm able to get on Instagram. I can dance. I can kiss other men. Make up dances. I can and go sit in rooms with French models, even though I'm not really interested in them. I'm interested in their security. I can, I can snort coke, smoke. Wait, you know what I'm saying yeah. these are all things. I can get shoe deals. I can go to nightclubs and get paid a whole lot of money, and then get beat up in the club, even though we know that wasn't you in Houston. I'm gonna use it anyway. Like yeah. these are all things that Odelia is concerned with that robs him. For in my book. Wait. Did you see them? Did you see them all dancing at Shepherd's wedding? B. Yo, yo. All the, the, no, the giants. They, they came in. They came in when they announced the, like the bridal party, and they were all doing some weird dance, led by you know who. Yo. Yo. Hey, can, he, can I drop um, this real quick? Craig, yeah, I can't pay I was, that. I was dropping the NBA before before, before foot foot get cut off here. The Toronto Raptors ain't ready. Can we just be honest about that? They they had a nice little story. They ain't ready. But the thing I is, agree. The, I don't think last night's game is the proof of that. It had nothing to do with that. Thought that. Already, yeah, I already thought that. Hey, we already know uh, what's his name. Kyle Lowry will take a bathroom break when it gets uh, or powder <laughs> when it gets tough. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a, but the thing is, is that every time I turn Yo. the we we have a TV on at work, guys. I say this real quick. And it's that all we ever hear about is numbers, 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 mm-hmm. numbers for everybody. We don't talk about what a person's skill set is anymore. We talk about, whoa, look at their numbers. Yeah. Win or lose, we talk about their numbers. We don't even talk about lose, whether they're scared their or not, Tobias. We don't even talk okay. about whether they're afraid or not. Because some of these dudes are afraid when it really gets going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, uh, Tobias, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, too. That's a great – that's a – Excellent point. Like, when it comes to the Raptors, I'm so proud of Kyle Lowry because he has figured out a way to be better than what he really is. Like, he's not that much better than 
any of the three of us on the phone, but the rest of the world doesn't know that. Like, he ends up looking like a perennial all-star in a lot of cases, and then when the lights are brightest and he's in those moments, all that's happening is you realize that he's just a regular dude. But for most of the season, he fools the world, and I'm all for it because it's always hashtag PSP for me, Philly support Philly. I'm happy to see him doing great. I never believe that he's as good as he is. If that makes well, sense, hold on, I got you, you I keep going, bring... but you know, let's let Tobias get out of yeah, here before he get his uh, oh, go ahead, foot cut off. Yeah, so, Tobias, yeah. we'll highlight you next week, cool. man. Thanks take for the it call, easy, guys. All right, man. No doubt, Tobias. Yeah, it was Yo, definitely. And speaking of speaking of getting his foot cut off, and we know where that comes from. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick, who went to his meeting with the owner of the Houston Texans with a Kunta Kinte t-shirt on. With the cutoff football on his t-shirt. Foot, yo, he's my favorite football player ever, bar none, anywhere, just for that. It has nothing to do with his ability to play quarterback. Yo, well, I'm sure it doesn't. You went to that meeting. <laughs> I'm positive of that. You went to that <laughs> meeting with that t-shirt on. Come on, you're the greatest ever. You're the greatest <laughs> ever. Oh, man. Habitual line stepper, and we love it. <laughs> Step over that line, good dude. All right, so real quick before we go to the stat of, stat of the week, and then we move on to what happened while you good folks were on the grind. Um, Chino Hills, the the infamous high school of former high school of the the three ball brothers. Chino Hills, after Lamelo is pulled out of school by Levar. And, you know, they didn't look so good in the beginning of the season, find themselves one game away from being California State champions. They are in the state championship game. Um, and they're feeling really good about themselves because I don't know if you remember, but LaMelo Ball took a shot at them back in November on Twitter after his, you know, after his dad pulled him out of school. He says somebody need to make a 30 for 30 on Chino Hills, how it went from the best to the worst. And I think he was relishing in the fact that he, at the time, believed his absence was the reason for their struggles. And really what it looked like is they just needed to get together and gel, um, you know, get some games in. Now they find themselves one, one win away from being state champions, which they were unable to win in LaMelo's sophomore season when – he was, I'm not going to say the clear leader of the gunner. team, but <laughs> the clear gunner. But he was, the clear gunner yeah, of the he, team. But but Lonzo was gone, put it that way, and LaMelo and, and, and Jello couldn't lead them to the state championship. So this is, this is interesting, and I think it's a real bad look for LeVar Ball because I think he relished the most in thinking – Man, I take my son out of there, and that program is just in shambles. It's just a, a S show. And you know, after all of that, you know, him taking him out basically because the new coach didn't want to acquiesce to his whim and and allowing Melo to run and gun and shoot fifty times a game from forty feet and not play any defense. It's just a bad yeah. look for him right now. I'm so it, it's kind of backfiring. I'm so, I'm so excited for the day when they vanish into oblivion, into Bolivia. Like, I'm so 
looking for. I'm I really, really, really am tired of anything ball related that uh, yo I, I I just can't I yo I'm I'm I know it's our job as members of the media to discuss this stuff but yo salute to Chino <laughs> Hills I hope you win the next three state titles without <laughs> those guys but I'm I'm sick of them dudes man oh my goodness. And they rallied from a, a late game nine point deficit to beat Bellflower St. John Bosco to reach the state title game up in Sacramento. So uh, wow. you definitely they, wouldn't have been able to do that with Lamelo because Lamelo ain't going to the rack like that when it's nut cutting time. When it's time to cut your balls, he's not with that. <laughs> All right, so our, our stat of the week. Um, uh, unlikely, at least at this point in his career. And he's never done it before, so you definitely feel it was unlikely here. But your man, Dwight Howard, formerly self-proclaimed Superman, he had a 30-30 game last night. Uh, He recorded 32 points and 30 rebounds in the Hornets' win against the lowly Brooklyn Nets. Um, I don't even know why I said that because, you know, 32 and 30 is what it is no matter who you're playing against, especially when you're – Dwight Howard of late, even though he's quietly having a really good season, but it's showing you, you know, the fact that he's having such a good season, it's showing you that his impact is nowhere near what it used to be because as good of a season as he's having, the Hornets are going to be on the outside looking in once the playoffs start. And they were in the playoffs before he got there. (laughs) They were in it before he got there. But let me let me give you some numbers and some names real quick, mm-hmm. baby, before you give me your opinion on this. This is mm-hmm. the first time that thirty thirty has been done since twenty ten. I'm gonna give you a guess of who did it in twenty ten. Hmm. Twenty ten. Thirty and thirty. Thirty and thirty. Could only be one. Twenty ten. Shaduki. Man, I know 2010. <laughs> Shaq got like four, four uh, and four in 2010. <laughs> that was his high. Uh, the ticket. Nope. You thinking too? You thinking too far back? It was your boy, the artist formerly known as White Moses, Kevin Love with the Timberwolves. Kevin had Love. 31 points. Had 31 points and 31 yeah. rebounds and a win against the Knicks. So he, he definitely. Ah, the dude that Jimmy, the dude that Jimmy yeah, constantly disrespects and overdoes it. Yeah, he went on Twitter and said, congrats to Dwight Howard, the new Mr. 30-30-30, hell of a night. So prior to that 30-30, it hadn't happened for 36 years. I'm going to give you a guess of who did it. With 38 points and 32 rebounds in 1982. Lay down, Moses. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> From white Moses to black Moses. See, this is this is the reason we Moses. called him what we called him. You know what I'm saying? Because he was Let doing things that only go. Moses Malone could do. So, yeah, Moses Malone back in 1982 had a 38 and 32 rebound game. Um 
Damn. So, yeah, so Dwight Howard did something that was only done once in the last eight years and only done twice in the last 36 years. Um, Yo, it's even more impressive considering... It's even more impressive considering that as a woman, he's able to compete against men at that level. Man, that's tremendous. Shout out I got to her. Some, more, some more data for you. According to Elias Sports Bureau, um, at 32 years old, Dwight Howard is the first player 30 or older to post a 30-30 game since the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, did it in 1978. Um also against the Nets. The Nets, they getting poured on. And the last player older than Howard to the reach Nets. the plateau, uh, you know who that had to be, Wilt the Stilt Sasquatch. The guy that doesn't really um, exist. Overbrook. <laughs> and, and, and as much as we're, like, excited and impressed about what Dwight did and even what Moses did, <laughs> what uh, White and Moses did, did and what Kareem did, Wilt only did it 124 times. So, um, <laughs> and no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm I'm disrespecting Wilt. He only did it 124 times at the age of 35. <laughs> yo, I'm quick, yo, the dude got real. Yo, yo, come on, man, come I, on. All right, I, I read that. I, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. I'm making now. The legend is even growing. I'm like, you don't even have that many games at one age. The last time he Yo. did it in his record, Yo. 124 times. It's still crazy. He did it 124 yeah. times. But the last yeah. time he did it, yeah. he was 35 years old. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. When you're talking about, when you're talking about Wilt, if you said the ball got 50 points 104 times in one season, what difference does it make? We're talking about Wilt. <laughs> he didn't really don't. He did it. He really did. He, he did it. it ain't whatever real. they say he did, <laughs> it's he like did. Uh, 50 and power. Whatever. Yeah, whatever they say he did, he did that. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. So, um, and if you don't believe, then you got to answer to Sonny. So I believe. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the fact, and you realize, B, as much as we play that clip and we go back to that interview with the great Sonny Hill. Like, all that makes me think to me, like, he's not saying no human being but Wilt can do that. He's saying no human being can do that. So he's giving us insight (laughs) on the fact that Wilt Chamberlain probably was some sort of um, alien figure. Alien. So. He's a real man. Shout out to you in the chat room. Uh, uh, On Dwight's big day, we celebrating Wilt. Um. Skyview said you can't spell eliminated without Eli. Yeah, two Super Bowls. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't care about that. Um, and then he said the cousin ball is pretty damn good. I don't even know who that is. So, Skyview, you're going to have to put us down with uh, the ball family's cousin. That's that's pretty good. Or I'll look it up after the show, see what you're talking about. All right. So let's uh I know I know what he surprisingly I know what he's talking about. One of their cousins, uh, darker skin, he's not a mulatto. He could ball. He's he's on the team. He's no, he gets it I, in. Know, I know this guy, but I don't know how I I don't know how I knew that, but yeah. 
All right, before we get into why y'all are on the grind, though, you know, you guys can check out our website at warroomsports.com. While you're there, take your time, look around, click on that Contact Us tab and send us a message about the company, the show, to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities, uh, joining the network, or if you need more information on how to get 50% uh, bonus on your investment picks. Um, while you're for general inquiries, just email us info at warroomsports.com. While you're browsing the site, make sure you click the memorabilia tab to buy War Room Sports small baller brand merchandise. Click the blog tab to read our latest articles on All's Fair and Sports and War blog. Uh, then click the respective icons and tabs to follow us on all our social media platforms. Uh, to subscribe to our iTunes podcast, to watch our webcast at War Room Sports TV, and to download our free War Room Sports mobile app on Android or iOS. To get everything I just mentioned on the go, join the JW Philly Realty chat room right now during the show. Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the war room to enter the chat room. Just sign up for a free profile on Blog Talk Radio. If you don't want to create an account, you don't have to. You can sign into your Facebook and Twitter accounts, but while you're at it, make sure you click follow because that'll get you updates and reminders about the show. We'll be taking questions and reading posts from Facebook, Twitter, the chat room, the War Room Sports Game Time group on the GroupMe app or by text message during the show. But if you want to call in and speak with us, the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline is still open. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. And shout out to Skyview, man, who holds down the chat room uh, solo <laughs> every week. I, I don't know. I think, you know, more people are doing things on demand. So, yeah, I mean, our numbers actually prove that we get way more listens these days on the uh podcast tip on you know on the replay tip than actual live but man i remember a day when the chat room just used to pop <laughs> to be so much activity in there and so many people but shout out to skyview because he still holds it down for us in there um while y'all on the grind is brought to you by sports the book Tired of reading the same old sports books with the same lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, all of that jazz. Be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. Written by our very own Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture will keep you on the edge of your seat and it'll keep you laughing like you're watching a Netflix comedy special. Netflix, cut the check. Just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at worldroomsports.com, but wherever you get it from. Make sure you don't miss that movement because, you know, we are not just uh, a media company. We are not just a website, and we are not just a show or a conglomerate of shows. We are a movement. Remember that. All right. Your man, Primetime, Deion Sanders, kind of played himself a little bit on Twitter because he got a question What's on new? Twitter from – from Kevin Byard that says, how do you make this statement? Well, let me go back to what the statement was. Dion was recently on the NFL Network talking about how new Texans defensive back Teran Mathau is the best safety in the NFL. So, you know, that, that's a hot take. So a lot of people on Twitter had something to say about it. So Kevin Byard uh tweets to Dion said, how do you make this statement and not include the two first-team AP All-Pro safeties at Dion Sanders? Hashtag, I need answers. So Dion saw this text, I mean this, twit, this tweet from Kevin Byard, and he went in on the dude basically hitting him with the, 
where you never played type stuff. Um, you know how they do when people think just because you never played the game yeah. at that level that you don't know anything. Well, he told him, you're looking at who writers tell you who's the best. I know who players and former players feel is the best. I rest my case. You continue to be a fan, and I will continue being the man. Hashtag truth. The only problem with him dissing this quote-unquote fan is the fact that Kevin Byard is safety from the NFL <laughs> the Tennessee Titans, who is one of the two all-pro first-team safeties that he was referring to in his tweet to Deion Sanders, who was first-team all-pro with 87 tackles and eight interceptions last season. So Dion, who's supposed to be the pro's pro at especially knowing who the best defensive backs in the league are, didn't even know one of the top, you know, safeties in the league, AP, all pro, first team, and he basically brushed him off, even though he had a check mark on his uh, Twitter account. I guess he thought he was a just a celebrity fan or something. But, yeah, he brushed him off like he was a nobody, but he was actually – <laughs> voted as one of the top two safeties in the game this season. So what's your thought on that? Like, does that upset you as an analyst, B? I mean, because that's one of the reasons that we got into this in the first place, because we always thought that the quote-unquote professionals never really knew much of what they were talking about. And the information that they did have, it got fed to them by producer after producer after producer. Like, this kind of proves the you point. You it's always... What? Like, what's up, Prime? It, it's... <laughs> It's always funny when we get into these conversations with some of the more um the some of the guys that we we know and gals that are at uh larger networks than than the illustrious and amazing and critically acclaimed war room sports right so we get into these conversations and then we talk to the fans and the fans will feel like because someone played the sport, it gives them some extra level of intellectual prowess with what we do. And I'm always like, these NFL, NBA, MLB guys that come in and do this, not not to a man. There are definitely some guys that are very, very intelligent with, you know, what they do. Shout out to, to, to uh, Dominic Foxworthy. Shout out to uh, Shannon Sharp, who kills his credibility by living in LeBron shorts. But he, other than that, he's pretty good on the social topic. Shout out to uh, Lewis Riddick. Like, there's guys out there. But by and large, a lot of these football players and ex-professional athletes are terrible analysts, like literally terrible, which goes to show you the networks know that they're just hiring these dudes because they realize the fans are going to tune in to hear them speak because they like them as a player and not pay attention to the malarkey that spews forth from their mouth because they, they, they can't analyze the game that they play. So yeah, I'm not surprised by this at all, and I'm a huge Deion Sanders fan, but this, yeah, this doesn't surprise me in the least. Not at all. Uh, it's actually I'll tell you. sad. Kind of sad. <laughs> kind of sad. And, and, you know, it's human. We make mistakes. We make mistakes every week. But, damn, Dion. He just, I mean, he basically baited you, you know, with the, the, the top two AP safety. Like, when he said that, did you not know who that was? 
<laughs> Did you not know who it was? Because it was one of the guys talking to Obviously you. not. Obviously but I got something. I got something for you, and knowing you, you might not be too excited about this breaking news. Breaking news: B. Austin, your Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles have come to a one-year agreement with wide receiver Mike Wallace. <laughs> Is that a Ricky Waters moment for who for um, what? I mean, I, I see. I mean, listen, you know, I see I can, what they're trying to do. Roll, they're trying roll to have that other side roll just be a joke. A deep threat. Yeah. yeah. So I they, so they basically drop Tory Smith to pick up Tory. Smith. Tory's gone. Yeah. Yeah. They they drop Tory Smith and to, to pick be up Tory. Honest. He's gone, and now he's back. He's actually better. He. He's better. <laughs> he's better than Tory Smith. He's better. Well, the reason that we, the reason we annihilate Mike Wallace is because Mike Wallace's opinion of Mike Wallace is that he's not Mike Wallace and that he's yeah. a number one primetime player, and he's been paid as yeah, such. Yeah, he's he Deshaun Jackson part two. He's a one-trick pony. If, if, that, if he's my know. number two or my number three guy, as my number three, I'm cool with him all day. Then you're cool he's with better him. than Tory. Tory Smith. Yeah. Tory Smith showed me nothing. I was honestly so assuming there. I was disappointed. I was disappointed so, in Tory. I thought yeah. he was better than that. I I really didn't, but it is what it is. Remember, <laughs> you know, when they picked up Tory, I was never like, like after hearing you say what you just said, I can sit here and honestly say like, I'm not excited about this, but I guess on the meter it would register a little more than this time last season when they when they signed Tory Smith. But shout out to Tory Smith. Because he was on the team that brought it home for Jerome like 19,000 years later. So, you know, uh, even though he didn't play that well, I'll, I'll always have some semblance of, of, of love in my heart for Torrey Smith. That's his thing now. I'm going to just leave and go to Super Bowls and win Super Bowls. Like, you know, Torrey's just, just go a man chip for hire. Go chip chase. Yeah. So, you know, so shout out to Mike Wallace. Welcome to the fray. Don't let me down, you know. Don't make me, you know, go hard on you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, there's not much to say about it. It's like you know, Deshaun Jackson part two, and even at that nah, one Deshaun trip, he probably actually, was never. And Deshaun. Yeah, in Deshaun's defense, Deshaun has great hands. He just can't run routes. No, he just won't run routes. Mike right. Wallace has stone hands. So yeah, I, I see you. You reminded me to the fact that on this team, he would be no higher than a number three, which means he would start. But assuming that Aguilar keeps ascending the way that he started this season, then he would be clearly better than uh, Mike Wallace. So, so I, yeah, I definitely you know, Mike I agree Wallace, with you Mike Wallace is proof. Mike Wallace is proof that if you can run fast, you can develop your route running a little bit. You can get paid a whole lot of money in the NFL because he can't catch. He can't catch. He's not a great route runner, and he is definitely no one's number one receiver. But my man has made over sixty million dollars. Yeah, so it's not even like it's it's a deal up to four million dollars. So I think it's incentivized. I don't know what's guaranteed. Um, shoot, might mean he get cut in training camp if he don't if he don't act right. But uh, he was he was he caught fifty two passes for seven hundred forty eight yards for the Ravens last season, and Flacco and the Ravens offense couldn't get much done 
through the air. So being the best of that bunch, you know, we could we could if we wanted to also hit that with the house party soundbite. You know, it ain't hard to be in here, but still. But but welcome to Mike Wallace. Welcome to the Super Bowl champs. <laughs> uh, feels great to still say that though. Um, Bills receiver Zay Jones was arrested after a new bloody confrontation with his brother in a in an apartment building in Los Angeles. I don't know if you saw the video, B, but there was a TMZ Unfor- video that shows this man naked in the hallway, basically trying to get past Hanging his, out. With his Hang brother. Hang out with your wang out. He pushes him out of the way. He runs. You hear a woman scream, then scream, and then the camera pans to a different scene where there's blood all around the walls leading somewhere, and they showed a, a broken window. Now, authorities say that he kicked this window open and had to be talked from jumping out of it because they were 30 stories up. So I don't know what the deal is with Zay. Uh, Jones and whatever the deal is You know as we always say We know mental health is a very serious thing And we do know that Pit bulls like to wear Air Jordan So you know Shout out to the bull man (laughs) You got any quick thoughts on that? Come on We uh, (laughs) 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 I'm on everything I'm on everything I'm on everything Yo, Hannah, that Hannah. is proof that Zay Jones is on them bath salts, brother. <laughs> All right, your man Ray John Rondo is back in the news. He's back in the news because Ray Allen's back in the news. You know Ray John Rondo ain't about that life of letting Ray Allen live on anything. So Rondo was asked about Ray Allen's new book that's coming out. Um, it's called From the Outside, My Journey Through Life and the Game I Love. He mentions Rajon Rondo, you know, several times because, you know, when they were Celtics teammates, as close-knit as that group were, you know, as close-knit as they, you know, seemed to be at least, Rondo and Ray Allen really never got along. And you can tell by the way that Rondo talks about Ray Allen, not even just with the leaving for the heat thing, but I think that's what just allows Rondo to let his hands go every time Ray Allen is brought up. I thought they, they already had problems before he left and was a traitor to go to the Heat. So Rondo's uh, comments on the whole thing, he says he just wants attention. I need actually some sales revenue from the book um, because, of, you know, only publicity it's been getting is from my name. I need some percentage or something. Um, and then Rondo said, obviously that man is hurting. I don't know if it's Financially, I don't know if it's mentally. He wants to stay relevant. I am who I am. I don't try to be something I'm not. I can't say the same for him. He's looking for attention. I'm a better human being than that. I take accountability for my actions. Certain stuff happens in my life. I man up, but he has a whole other agenda. Um, Who do you kind of side with in this whole situation, at least about the book? Well, if you listen to the show, you know that my bias against Jesus Shuttlesworth's uh, double, uh, Ray Allen, is documented. Um, I think that he's a whack human being. And so, you know, I liked uh, Ray John Rondo's initial response to him. My problem with 
Rajon is that he didn't know kind of when to close off. He's only supposed to give him a 16, and he tried to right. drop 100 bars. And the 100 right. bars started getting a little cornier as he went on and on and on. But if you know what, just though? dropped a hot 16 and bounced. You even, you even say 16, B. It's 2018. The, the problems between these two is well documented. At this point, if you're going to say anything, I think all he needs to do is give him a half a bar. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's like like you said, Rajon really doesn't know when to close it off. I just think, okay, we know. You know, a lot of people are actually on your side when it comes to, you know, especially because of what Ray Allen did, who he left to go join. So you don't really need to keep going on him every time his name comes up. If Ray Allen writes a book, you know you're going to be in it. And if you've admitted before that you guys have problems, if he's writing an honest book, then you know you're going to be in it. So it's really no use for him to, to, to verbally spar against somebody who's really not going to say anything back. So, you know, no, <laughs> for I'm, all you I'm, other cats another, throwing shots at Jigga, you only get half a ball. No. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful <clears throat> that this somehow plays into keeping him, uh, meaning uh, Jay Allen, out of the hall. I know it won't. You and I have talked about this. <laughs> you on your mission to keep people he's out of the going to, these days. <laughs> yeah, he can't go, man. He can't. He can't go, man. He can't go. And he 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 can't go. I'm gonna just leave it at that. And so hopefully this, this helps. Exactly. All right. Well, speaking of that same team, your man Glenn Big Baby Davis, <laughs> he was uh, staying at a hotel in Aberdeen, Maryland. Shout out to Aberdeen, Maryland. The owner came to the room after smelling marijuana. Now, this happened in February. Davis told the owner to F off, which resulted in the police being called. He gave the police consent to search the room. A lot of marijuana marijuana was found, along with a briefcase containing over $90,000 in cash. So he's being charged with uh, drug possession with the intent to distribute. So... If indeed the amounts of money and the amount of marijuana, they said, you know, um, about a quarter pound of marijuana, QP, and I don't really think that's like distribution level when you got money. You know what I'm saying? That could just be your stash for the money. Yo, a QP, but, um, a QP is distribution level when you're in high school. When you're a grown right. man, that's personal use. <laughs> right, right, right. When you're a grown man who used to play in the league too. But this is what – this is what, what – this is my thoughts. If you do have a quarter pound of, quarter pound of marijuana on you and you have $90,000 on you and you are guilty of smoking marijuana in this room, I disrespect the hotel owner when they come up. You know what I'm saying? And and if they talk about the owner, that means he must have been in a motel. But either way, you, I disrespect him and escalate little, uh, the situation. Indian or Pakistani gentleman. Then when you escalate the situation, you you give the Jake consent to search your room knowing you got a QP and 90 grand in there. What's wrong with him, baby? I'm going to make make what is wrong and wrong with him. I'm going to make you even more upset. I'm going to make you even more. I'm going to make you even. That's happening. Done. Sponsored by mybookie.ag. 
Um, I'm gonna make you even more upset because I'm gonna I'm gonna instruct you to go to the internet and look at his response to the whole situation. And what do you believe that Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Money Mayweather, or Adrian Bronner would do if caught in the same situation? Is what Glenn Davis did because I don't call that dude <laughs> Big Baby. I don't call him another man delicious. Um, whatever you believe, you Devin believe that Floyd or Adrian Bronner would do, go look on the internet and see what, what dude dude's response to all of this is. He is a he is more than a noodle. He is more oh, than a noodle. I will not acknowledge him in uh in public if we ever are in the same space. He is a droodle. <laughs> he is a droodle. You can't you can't be in your thirties in this situation. First of all, the whole situation is, if I want to keep it a million, like this is a situation that allegedly someone we would know would get caught in when they were nineteen or twenty years old. Yo, you in your mid thirties and have made millions and millions of money. Yo, there's no excuse for this situation. None. No excuse. Wait. But so just, he gets on. Just look out what he. He gets on the phone, mm-hmm. eating Popeyes with a briefcase full of money next to him. Yo, I, I told you. Give me a dang box. I told of you. Whatever. All right. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Not even gonna do it right now. Yo, not even you gonna will do never, it. You will never look at dude the same once you watch that. And the problem is he's I mean, another I never one of these of Josh, in the first place, but <laughs> But he's a he's yeah, a Josh, he's a Josh Gordon. He's a Josh Gordon because he's going to get in front of the microphone and camera and be articulate. He's a pretty well spoken dude. He's going to be articulate, and he's going to break things down. Yo, he is a strudel, man. Your man is a strudel, right. so JoJo will Well, that's what happened while you guys were on the grind. We're going to get some quick birthday shout-outs, and we're going to go to the phone line. Uh, we see you ready. I mean, Rob, we see you. Um, we're going to get to you in a minute. Um, birthdays brought to you by the creator. He's the one that gave you birth, so uh, shout-out. J.J. Watt, who turns 33. Happy birthday birthday to that man. Marcus Camby turns 44. Sean Bradley of Getting Dunked On fame turns 46. I still (laughs) can't stand the Sixers front office from back then to this very day when they could have had their pick probably of Penny, Mashburn, or Weber, and they chose Sean Bradley with the number two pick. The reason why I said they may have been able to have their run at all three is because – Weber was picked number one just to be dealt to the number three team for Penny Hardaway. So the Sixers could have made that same deal with the Orlando Magic and made sure they picked Penny so could have done Orlando could get their man. Could so have done. The Sixers could have had Chris Weber, could have had Jamal Mashburn, but they chose seven foot could six. Done. Could have done, Mormon all, of, Sean could have done all of that and got picked a Mormon. Who hadn't played in two Mormon. years. Slew-footed, never mind. Um, Russell Maryland turns 49. Brian Shaw turns 52. Bob Costas 
is 66 today, and Don Chaney is 72 years old. So we'd like to give a nice big war room salute to all of these folks on their birthday. birthday. Yay! Salute. Shout out. You guys can check out our website at warroomsports.com to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics. Dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, press 1 if you want to talk. And we're going to go to the phone line right now because we got Rob calling in from the great state of California. Rob, what's going on? California. Good brother, you are in the war room. What's up, man? I ain't got no... No, man, but I got nothing but rain, man. Yo, shout out to 2020 for that horrible song. Yes, it does. Yeah, Southern hold California. up. Did you just enter with your own theme music? What was that? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Rob tops himself every week. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? <laughs> every superhero needs his theme music, huh? Yo, oh, man. Yo, that was unexpected. Yo, shout out to Tobias, man. If you want to do, if you want to do a podcast, we can just talk about anything and argue for like twenty, thirty minutes straight, man. Shout <laughs> to I support the- that. <laughs> I support that, and I put y'all right All on good. the Warroom Sports Podcast Network. So you talk to Tobias about that and let us know. All right, Tobias and Rob, mm-hmm. the best of both worlds, man. Yo, except radio yo, except- on the radio. I'm not R. Kelly. He ain't Jay Z because you know I think I think I think R. Kelly is trying to, to get close to Beyonce, but he found her real age. But anyway, man, yo, how, yo, how how y'all doing? How y'all doing today, man? Cause I'm good. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly hey, favored. Hey man, shout out to Sixers for getting four for actually eclipsing the forty win total. I said they quit forty wins. Trust the process. Um, I yes, pray for Jamal and his knees and pray that he stops flopping. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. <laughs> nah, you said Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I ain't gonna front. He 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 gets his flop on a little bit. He flails his arm and arms in frustration too when he's getting, um, you know he he might have thought he got fouled and he didn't get a call. So he flails his arms, acting like that's natural movement, and he's always hitting somebody in the face or the head. I've asked somebody, like, while I was watching the game. I'm like, you know, thinking B might be a little bit dirty. I mean, he's a jovial guy, but if he keeps doing stuff like that, people are going to start to notice. And I saw him hit a couple of dudes in the face where I was like, all right, that's kind of dirty. Like, there's no need for that for that arm action right there. But what's up, Rob? What you want to talk about real quick, man, because, you know, we got to roll out in a second. Okay, I want to know just two things. One, do you think that, what do you think of um, do you think the Rockets have a legitimate do you, okay, forget forget being the Warriors. Do you think okay, oh, you basically got to be the Warriors to win a championship. But do you think they have a legitimate shot being the Warriors? Do you think the Antonio system has a shot in the playoffs uh, of winning a championship? And two uh, Absolutely your, not. Who? The Rockets? Is that you asked us about yeah, the Rockets? He's asking about the Rockets and Antony and and whether they have a legitimate shot to beat the Warriors. And I said absolutely, positively not. I don't believe in three of the top gentlemen in that organization. That would be in the playoffs. Antony, Cliff Paul and his hairline, or 
the beard. I do not believe in those dudes under the pressure of the playoffs. They got to prove it. Got to so, prove it. I was about to say, so it's a, it's a show me thing because we've seen them kind of fall back to the pack in playoffs. You know, they're going to get their numbers. So if anybody's just looking at statistics, yeah, you're going to say, well, he had this, he had that. But if you actually watch and study the game, you can kind of see um, more so James Harden. Chris, Chris Paul, he just – He's never done anything special to step up in the playoffs. I wouldn't put him in the choke category. We've seen James Harden just straight up choke a few times. Um, we've seen him just just run from the moment a couple of times. Um, I'm of course, and this is like Captain Obvious preaching to the choir. I'm gonna give him a puncher's chance, and if, and, and that has everything to do with health of the Golden State Warriors, but fully. Fully formed like Voltron, I don't think Houston can can do it. No matter how well they're playing right now, they lighten the league up. Um, you have Harden, you have Chris Paul, and after that, I don't really think it's too much star power on the team. They just have a good team that gels, plays well together, and can shoot the three like no other except Golden State. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Star power, Eric Gordon putting up 20 a game. Because where Houston is lighting the league up and trying to send a message lighting the league up, I think Golden State, not even just now with the injuries, I think even when they were fully formed, Golden State is to the point where they coast through regular seasons. Houston is going to get a whole new beast and animal, you know, once they tip it off for the Western Conference Finals if they do indeed make it that far. So what was your second question, Rob? Because I heard you was about to ask us a two-parter in this. All right. Uh, what is your What is your highlight at the um, highlights of the Underwear Olympics? Um, Man, I don't I'll watch naked. So, I'm, I'm about to say I'm gonna be a hundred with you. Like that's why we have Fred on earlier because he comes on and speaks to everybody about the Underwear Olympics. Um, I don't really deal in it too much, but I did mention while he was, you know, talking, the obvious point was the way Saquon Barkley ran at the Underwear Olympics. I was actually unaware that he was that fast. Um, I don't know what the Giants are going to end up doing, if he's going to end up there, but, you know, for my limited exposure to the Underwear Olympics, that's really all I took out of it. Um, Question for you real quick, Rob, because your Philadelphia Eagles just – Sign Mike Wallace to a one-year deal. You like that pickup? Um, they're hoping that he. I mean, he is a one-trick pony. The more we can get, yeah. Um, I like the Michael Bennett pick more because Mr. Pickup because he's um he he's a pass rush and that's and he does that well. A great product of his system. I don't like the the and we already know the the whole reason why people don't um they talk crap about um you know Michael Bennett and him, you know, taking the knee and whatnot. Um I, I think people are just looking for something to get mad about. And I mean the the, the most disrespectful thing I seen on the Seahawks was like Oh, Thomas going to the Cowboys and just saying, come and get me, you know. I know if any play, and I think it just shows the undis. I think it shows how bad he lost that locker room. Like, if, if any of our Eagles players did that, 
to a player, especially towards the Cowboys, I think he also might take a flight to Philly to just stay out the side of the lake for doing the park a lot. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, I think I like what he's doing. And I wish we had like a – I wish we had like a full – what do you call it? Like this show had like a full – like yeah, after the Super Bowl. Because I know y'all Yo, had like a long time to talk about the emotions. Listen, I'm going to ask you – I'm going to ask you a quick question. Who's better, Mike Wallace or Tory Smith? I would have to say Rob, it ain't Bennett. that. It ain't that hard. I, Mike Wallace. I gotta, Mike Wallace. I gotta say Mike Wallace. Wallace. I gotta say Mike Wallace. But they the same player. But it's Mike Wallace got the bigger. They are. Pretty much. They, they are. They are. But Mike Wallace is the better version of that same player. So we got the better version. So I'm cool with it. All right. Last I'm question cool for it. you, Rob. Who's gonna win the NCAA tournament? I knew my Tar Heel sucked, and I hope not Duke. I rather Kentucky win theirs. The mafia ass uh, coach that got kind of You know the five families are still alive, paying him off the top, paying the players. <laughs> you know, I know they driving Porsche somewhere. They got in their garages, but you know, um, I know I, I'm not a Kentucky win. If Duke wins, I will lose sleep. I will lose sleep. And by the way, I'm gonna talk to. I, 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 I want to take a, a send shot to Mr. Purdue. Joe Montana never lost in the Snoop Super Bowl. Tom Brady did. Michael Jordan never lost in the NBA Finals. So cut that LeBron noise. That's all I got to say to the millennials, man. But, yeah, uh, I hope Kentucky wins. All right. No wait, doubt. Wait, no wait, doubt. Wait, wait, Rob, wait, wait, as wait, usual, wait. man. Thanks wait, for your call. But, look, talk to Tobias, yeah. man. We're, we we will support y'all on that, man. So talk to Tobias. Get that done. Let, we'll support let, y'all let, on that. Let, let, let me ask y'all something. Which Philadelphia player – NBA player where out of uh, that you were if you were to build a team and start with this one player you only got to pick one legend would it be Wilt Chamberlain Moses Malone Al Iverson or J- Dr. J which guy would you start Moses with Moses Malone don't don't disrespect Over Charles Barkley and not say his name but I'm taking Wilt point blank period yeah, I don't think Wilt exists <laughs> All right, we're right, we right to you next week, man. We got to roll out. Peace, Thanks, man. good brother. All right. Yeah, and shout out to Skyview in the chat room. I guess he heard Rob's um, intro theme music. He said, yo, where's Rob? In the elevator at Macy's? <laughs> he had the elevator music playing in the background. He killed him. He killed him. <laughs> um, if Will... If Wilt is real, of course I'm taking Wilt. But, like, I legitimately stand by the fact that Will and Sasquatch are the same person. So, I'm like, I got to take <laughs> Moses. That just means Sasquatch got to go. My man had 30 and 30, 120 something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something wrong with Wilt, man. Disrespectful. Yo, yo, Will Chamberlain scored more points. In ten games than Kevin Ollie's entire career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be true though. <laughs> it might be true. All right, <laughs> you stupid man. Uh, NBA Rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions. 
You need digital extreme technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And, yes, financing options are available. So visit digitalextremetech.com. Or you can also look them up on our website and our uh, sponsors tab. That's at warroomsports.com. Or you can call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the fellas over at War Room Sports sent you. Alright, and shout out to our brother Jimmy, who in my opinion been talking real reckless and disrespectful about the pioneers of hip-hop lately, but it's all good, it's all good, we'll talk about that, we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Alright man, in the association, your man Ty Lue is taking an indefinite break over health issues. Is Ty Lue sick or is LeBron sick of Ty Lue? Which one do you think it is, B? (laughs) (laughs) They look a little energized now that he's uh, stepped away. Um, yeah, he said his goal was to return in about a week, and then that report became yeah. In it, so that was a LeBron. We don't really. That was a LeBron decision. No. That was a LeBron decision. <laughs> he said, like, "Look, your, time, know, your services, this. your services are no longer needed in the Cavaliers community." <laughs> what the bumble? And then that was it. And that was it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> told and, and, I'm here to and, tell you, and, Nino you know, Brown you says your services are no longer needed in the community. <laughs> Yo, and the and the real the real thing, as I look at Ty Lue on the sideline, and I I, I try and read his kind of his body language. I know we're not supposed to do that. Yo, he does look legitimately stressed, and his his he's graying at the rate. Of a United States president, but how do you not like? And this is what people don't understand because so many people read LeBron James's situation the wrong way. They think because LeBron likes to get assists that he's the greatest person to, to play with and to and to uh, coach. Like all of LeBron's coaches are stressed like this because one, you have a player who has way more power than you. You have a player who holds the the. Uh, organization hostage with these short deals you have a player who you know since he's going up in the free agency every year it means your job is on the line because if they have to can you to make him happy enough to stay then you're an afterthought you know what i'm saying so that has to be stressful conditions to coach under and not not you know let alone the fact that you can have a great record win nba titles and and all of that and you're still in this position because everybody knows that he had way more to do with that than you did, and he has more control over it. So it has to be stressful. And I don't know if anybody out there has ever suffered from stress and anxiety, but when it gets bad, it can manifest itself in the physical. And, you know, physical, you can feel yeah. physically sick from stress. And I, I do think B yeah. has a lot to do. First of all, I think Ty Lue was in over his head because he was a LeBron request in the first place, when he was in a position where I really don't think he was ready to be a head coach in the league. But, you know, when you have an Eastern Conference super team, the Cavs at least used to be, you know, it's not hard to get where they get every year, you know, with with LeBron and his cast. But, you know, when he controls all of that, man, you can be stressed. (laughs) 
So yeah, what's up, I, B? What you think? I mean, AI stepped over yeah, him once. I, LeBron stepped over him every yeah. night. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron said that AI is one of his favorite players, so maybe he's taking he's taking it out. He's taking a book page from uh, one of his favorite players and stepping on Ty Lue as well as stepping over him. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel I don't feel sorry for him, but I'm like, damn, it's a bad position to be in. Like, yeah, I mean, LeBron could get them to no. hire Damon Jones as the head coach if he wanted to, and the organization would just do it. But he can't. And then, and people are so upset about the the post that Damon Jones holds now and the mouth that he uses. They throw soup on him. So <laughs> we already know. I like soup. LeBron. LeBron <laughs> is ir- LeBron is irritating. LeBron is irritating because he brings his court and his court gestures with him. That's hard to deal with when you're trying to run a winning organization. And winning and Cleveland are not synonymous. Um, shout out to KC Mack in the War Room Sports Game Time group. Uh, he said, uh, he's talking to UB. He said, you hit it on the head with the Ty Lue aging. <laughs> Ty is only 40. He he was he said he was ready to be a coach, but not coaching LeBron. And, and that could be it, too. I mean, I still maintain I don't think he was ready to be a head coach yet. But I would even um, defer to Casey Mack in saying, even if you are going to be a head coach, you're not ready to coach LeBron James. Because with that success, you're going to get that early success on your resume, but you're going to get what you have right here is an aging Ty Lue who's physically sick, probably from the stress of you know leading this team that at the snap of a finger could be one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> but but you're responsible for keeping the ship running while it's one of the best teams in the league. So, yeah, that, that's stressful, man. And, you know, there's no secret Casey Mack going to take up for his homeboy, though. You know, they're from the same, uh, from the same state, from the show-me state. <laughs> but shout-out to Casey Mack for, for his comment. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. Um, somebody called in and mentioned the game last night against the Toronto Raptors where – um, without Ty Lue, Cleveland was down 15 at the half, and it kind of looked like to the prisoner of the moment type people, you know, they were getting excited thinking, uh-oh, the tide has turned. Uh, Toronto is probably going to get over this hump this year because they had a lead in a regular season game. But led by a, a pretty amazing, excuse me, amazing performance by LeBron James, very efficient performance. Um, and LeBron is an efficient player to begin with, so if you have to emphasize efficiency, if you didn't watch the game, you can imagine what kind of game it was. Uh, he scored 34 points, 17 assists, 7 rebounds, and the greatest thing about the 17 assists is that came with no turnovers. So you know with LeBron, Damn you always LeBron? Get, the, the analytic, you get the analytic nerds that always come up with the um, – first player to do this in a certain amount of minutes on a Tuesday night when the team had on their away uniforms, when the temperature was less than 30 degrees outside type stats that they've made up for LeBron James. This was the but, greatest performance in the 1,320th minute of March 21st. Oh, my God, yeah. So the Cavs came back, won the game, 132 to 129. I was getting texts from the LeBron regulars, like, look at this, LeBron is the GOAT, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, 
So only 15 times in NBA history has a player had more than 17 assists without turning the ball over, um, which is you know pretty pretty ridiculous if you uh, you know if you're a, a student of the game. Just a few nights ago, Ben Simmons, a rookie from the Philadelphia 76ers, had 15 assists with no turnovers, and he was the youngest or the first to do this and have that many assists without turnovers. So LeBron had to do his young boy a one-up <laughs> the very next night. So um, shout-out to LeBron and the Cavs for that uh, comeback performance last night. So what do you think? I mean, a lot of people were thinking, okay, the the Raptors have the number one seed probably locked up at this point. And we talked a little bit about it earlier. Do you think that Cleveland sent a statement last night that, you know, y'all not going to just get rid of us that soon? Or were you like me, where I never even thought it was a situation to begin with? Like, I still think Cleveland's going to be representing the weak East in the NBA Finals, you know, either way. And it's not because I think Cleveland is that great, because I think whoever they face in the West is going to annihilate them. But, you know, the East is a little more competitive, but you got Kyrie injured. That might be more serious than they let on initially, which we'll talk about in a minute. Everybody else that's pretty good in the East are young and upcoming teams. You got the 76ers, who a lot of people say they wouldn't want to face in the first round. You got the Bucks. You know, you got teams like that, but I don't see that as a threat to a LeBron James-led Cleveland team. So did you think Cleveland sent a statement, or did you think there wasn't a statement necessary? I think that LeBron James is the greatest player still playing in the NBA and still in his 15th year is the best player in the world. And the way his Stanleys act, it's like, okay, we give him, we can give him credit for having a great game within the context of his greatness. This is what we expect from LeBron James. But the fact that at every moment they have to use LeBron James' underwear-flavored mouthwash on every single thing, it's like, yo, I mean... I, I gauge him in the context of all-time greatness, which is a testament to who he is as a basketball player and his stature overall in, in, in history. And so these conversations for me are like, okay, I mean, yo, I'm proud of DeMar DeRozan for turning himself in from a triple jumper or a high jumper uh, track athlete into a, <laughs> a real legitimate – basketball player, but he's still DeMar DeRozan. Like, he don't matter when LeBron James is on the court, and I don't even think he was guarding LeBron, and I don't really know the three-man for the Raptors too well. (laughs) Whoever it is was just cannon fodder for an all-time great to do what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted. When LeBron is on and not feeling tired or not thinking about a movie he's making or not wanting to take a vacation or not, you know, too concentrated on getting into an Instagram model's DM. When LeBron is on his game, he can do this to just about every team in the NBA, save for maybe two. So I'm just like, you know, 
It's par for the course. This is who and what he is. Like, salute to him, wow. salute to him. But I, y'all have y'all have low expectations as his Richard riders and underwear gargles. Like, this is he's a great. I, I expect it. Now, don't go and lose in the finals and make an excuse, please. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's usually the case. That's usually the case. Um, two minutes on our young Philadelphia 76ers, man. I think there's a lot of people coming around starting to trust the process. But um, there were a lot of doubters so far, you know, at, in the beginning of this season. Yeah, I was and one. one who I was very – but no, not even like this. There was, you know, Colin Cowherd on his show, you know, you know how he is, very obnoxious. You know, he does everything in an obnoxious way. The over-under the king of for wins on the season for the Sixers was 40. So he very, very obnoxiously said, no way this team is winning 40 games this year. Well, I'd be happy to report that the Philadelphia 76ers won their 40th game last night, and they are up 15 points at the current moment on the Orlando Magic going for their 41st win. So Colin Cowherd and everybody else who doubted the Sixers and the people who doubted the stuff that I was saying, you know, before the season started, y'all can EAD. Um, my young boys are here, uh, and I hope they keep building the way that they're building. I hope they don't sell out for the LeBron plan uh, next season. But, um, yeah, man, what have you – like this team – like I can see why people saying, okay, this is not the team you really want to face early in the playoffs because they're young, dumb, and brash. Like they don't know they – they're not going to know that they're supposed to lose. They're going to come out and give somebody their best shot, whether that ends in a, a series victory or not. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people really don't want that kind of smoke early in the playoffs. They've gotten up to the four seed. They've been hovering around six lately, and you know it's it's bunched up up there, so you don't know if they're going to finish four, six, seven, or eight, but. You know, what do you think of, of them as a potential first-round matchup for a Toronto, a Boston, uh, a Cleveland, and if they don't get the four seed, either a Washington or a Pacers? Like, I, I legitimately am not saying this as a homer, but I legitimately think they have a chance against all of those teams, including Cleveland. I think they have a chance. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they have a chance against Cleveland. Um, but I would give them a shot against almost every other team to accidentally win a series. I, I could see that happening. They don't have enough shooting for my liking, and as long as Robert Covington is on the roster playing for the other team, there's always a chance that he'll help out the other team now that he's got all that money. But I, I could see them accidentally not knowing that they're supposed to lose and winning a series, and, and then going home feeling good about themselves know, in the though. next round. They picked up some extra shooting lately. They got Marco Bellinelli and Ersan Ilyasova back in the mix coming off of the bench. Ooh. So you got J.J. I mean, you can count Covington as a shooter when he, you know, he's the streakiest dude alive. He's either garbage or good. There's nothing in between. Um, you know, I, I, they they got some shooting. But I can see at some spots where you could say, okay, this lineup is going to be not devoid, not void of shooting because you're always he's Brett Brown is always going to keep somebody or two on the floor who can knock it down. But we we know that 
uh, as far as three-point shooting, Ben Simmons is useless. Um, <laughs> shoot, the center shoots threes at a pretty good clip. So I wouldn't say they didn't have the shooting, but I could clearly understand why this is not the team you want to face in the first round. Even if you beat them, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to take they're you. Gonna, they're going to take to, something to the brink. And I'm not even saying seven games or anything like that, but they're going to you're going to expend a lot of energy trying to beat these dudes. Cuz they're young, fresh legs. They're going to do what they got to do. So, um, shout out to the process. Shout out to the 76ers. Shout out to coach Brown who's had all of this patience, you know, even the fans criticizing him. Even this year when they when the talent finally came. I told people it was going to take him a while to actually get to know his team since they haven't given him a team the past four seasons. So it's going to take a while. And it's been, it's, it's, it's been steady. Like, they turn the ball over a lot lately. That's been kind of going down a little bit. They're taking advantage of their – the best part about this team is that they held their own in the first half of the season when they had uh, statistically the hardest schedule in the NBA. Now down the stretch when they have the easiest schedule in the NBA – and a lot of home games, they're taking advantage of it, being 10-5, and five, about to be 11-5 and five after the All-Star break. The only part about that, B, is they're 1-5 against teams over 500. They're 9-0 and oh against teams under 500. And, and I don't knock that Uh-oh. because it's a young team that's building. But in the regular season, hey, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. I, I'm not mad at that. You're still a young team that's not expected to beat those good teams. But they'll sneak up and surprise somebody. So I'm I'm good with it, man. I'm excited. Yeah, it's good Questions. to see the city happy again and see good basketball in, in, in the city. So I can't front on no that. No doubt. Quick question for you before we roll. Um, the Kyrie Irving injury might be a little bit, you know, people are thinking that it could possibly jeopardize the season. They're thinking that the the knee injury that he has could be season-ending. And, you know, people can say what they want. Boston is a pretty good team. They even played pretty well without Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving is not on this roster for the playoffs, the Boston Celtics are going out in the first round. Bottom line, any objections to that? <laughs> Absolutely, positively not. And I was looking forward to seeing Boston somehow – making his way into a series against Cleveland. Like, I wanted to see that so bad because, like, although it's clearly obvious LeBron James, historically speaking, even now, right now, is a better player than Kyrie. Kyrie got that dog, that gene, that Jordan gene in his lineage, in his family somewhere, and he don't know that he's supposed to lose to someone that's better than him. And for spurts at the end of games when it's time, yo, my man, I, I needed to see that. I wanted to see that. I'm not saying that they could have beaten Cleveland in a series, but they damn sure would have made it interesting with Kyrie Irving in that lineup. Yeah. Uh, well, so you're talking past tense. We don't know. We don't know yet. We'll see. Very last thing, very last thing, because we got about 30 seconds left. Um Last year's MVP, Russell Westbrook, is he's having a quietly brilliant season. He's he's averaging twenty five point four, nine point seven rebounds and ten point two assists. 
As much as we talked about it last year, he's .3 rebounds from averaging another triple-double. So down the stretch, he can get his rebounding numbers up. He could possibly do it again, but nobody's talking about Russ this year. Team is not that successful in a year when they have bigger expectations. We got to go in about 10 seconds, B. Where do you rank him in the MVP race right now? Third. About third. Third. Got, can't give him the benefit of the doubt because he has the talent around him now, and they haven't had a okay. chance to gel and figure it out, which they I think they will at some point if they stay together, but I got him third. All right. Well, that's what's up. And uh, everybody out there, we just want to thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, WRS Game Time on the Group Me app, and all the callers who called in to holler at us. Special thanks to Gus Griffin and Fred Perdue for joining us for the NCAA Tournament Investment Report and the NFL Draft Report. Tune in next week, live right here on demand. As we catch you up on everything happening all around the world of sports, including continuing coverage of the NCAA tournament and the NBA playoff race. So until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or at the mothership, warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody. Don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.